Costume day. <laughs> Mandalorian! <laughs> Silver, are you okay? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, General Grievous. Nothing can stop General Grievous. I realized last minute that I had a had a robe, so I had to throw a crazy <laughs> robe on. <laughs> What's up, What's up, everyone? Mandalorian! We are back, and in honor of the... I don't know if everyone saw today that they had, like, a meeting of everybody dressed as a Wookiee, which I don't know I, that I've seen that before. We have to, you know, show some uh, holiday special love with the Wookiees, because it was kind of crazy to see so many people dressed as Wookiees all together. And there was yeah. a big, white, like, abominable snowman Yeti Wookiee walking around, so it was a good. it was a good day. And today was the big uh, cosplay contest. Oh yes, yes. I wish yes. they streamed that. I do too. I, yeah, now we, I, I thought there was a reason we were dressed up today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> we just wanted to have fun today. I feel yeah. like we're keep the party still going. Oh, yeah, I want <laughs> both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> so. Except for you can only see in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, how's everybody doing? Welcome to day three of our Super Live Star Wars Celebration coverage. How's everybody holding? Silver, how are you holding in there? What's going on? How's your How's your Sunday been? Falling apart here. Um, it's been good. It's been good. I um, I decided actually this morning to have the live stream on my phone while I needed to go kind of step outside. So, I did like a small little flea market run while listening to uh, the live stream. But... Um, you know, I think I'm I'm starting to break down a little bit. I I I I, I you know I woke up and next thing you know I was taking like three naps in between the streams and I kept waking up in the middle of a panel thinking like whoa where am I at? But um, it's been good. It's been good. It's been really fun. But um, hey, can't believe it's almost over. Isn't that crazy? We're at the end of uh, day three. We're two thirds of the way through. Yeah, I think we're getting in the same boat where it's like it seemed like we're at home and just sitting on the couch. It would be less tiring than yeah. walking around all day. But somehow I feel like I'm just as tired I know. as I was walking around at one. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's same a here. Very accurate at home experience to being there. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I've been. I've just been camping out in my living room. It's 
pretty wild. So I was like, you know what? I think I need to go like get some fresh air and I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Just as exhausting as being at Celebration for real. Yeah, well, for time sure. is flying by as fast too. I still like, I feel like we just woke up and it was like 6 a.m. and now it's already two o'clock. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So they flew by. Yeah. But then when I think back to the villains of the sequel trilogy panel, that seems like a week ago. <laughs> and that was this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was like dark outside. It seems like it was the last night. For me, it was so dark outside when the villains of the, the, the sequel panel was going on. I was like, wow, it really feels like it's so far away. So nuts. Um, what a great panel that was, too. Yeah, real, real quick, too. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Jackson Day. Yes. May, may Jackson bring you all your Easter baskets. Yeah. May he lay an egg in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks so yeah, good. The villains panel was cool because I have we gotten an Andy Circus panel since the sequel trilogy? I don't think so. About no. I don't think so. Yeah, so that was cool, and it was cool that now, yeah, he's got two reasons to show up. So, yeah, he can talk about Snoke and he can talk about Kino. So, that was fun. Ian McDermott is always fun. Gwendolyn Christie, oh my goodness, it was so much fun having her back too. Um, yeah. yeah, it was so good. She was uh, good. Yeah, t- too cool. We we've decided too if we ever need a third podcast member for Blast Points, we could ask Gwendolyn Christie because she's tall enough. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a poll. we have a poll, you have to be taller than to. to yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would fit. So for that sure. <laughs> I was saying before we get too deep into the events of today, which later we're going to be joined by the the madman Nick Tierce talking about what happened and what didn't happen at the Disney Parks panel. Mm-hmm. We had a request from someone named Phil Shostak. I don't know. I've never heard of him. But he <laughs> wants to know more about the hero of the Supervived Celebration at Home, the Mandalorian Kid. Gosh. We have a little bit more information on our hero, the Mandalorian kid, right? Right, Silver? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. So his YouTube, if you guys check out his YouTube channel, he is posting content throughout the day. Uh, there's some like short, real, uh, little short videos of him. Um, uh, but yes. Let me see. You guys got to really just go go and subscribe to his channel, guys, because I think he'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah, he is the cutest. Um, I forgot his name real quick. It's Luca. Luca, that's his name. The best name for the hero. Um, and it's he turns 12. He's 11 years old. He turns 12 on uh, May the 5th. So, yeah, so good good timing for him. Revenge of the Sith on the 5th. He has his birth. um, He has a birthday. So go check this kid out. Yeah, we we, (laughs) if we were a little more savvy, we would have had his information ready to go. But we're trying to to find it so we can type it so people can see. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's going to show up on your screen here. It's uh, super. Yes. Q W super dash Q W two R V. 
hold on, everybody. It's coming up on your screen. Q-W-2-R-V. That look right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, and then... Um... He speak. Um, he speaks Spanish. He has fourteen videos up. His name is Luca, and he says, "I'm going to translate." Hi, friends. My name is Luca. Welcome to my channel, and let me share you a little bit part of my life. So, <laughs> Luca, if you by chance stumble upon this video, just know that you are a hero amongst all our Star Wars fans, but most importantly, our hearts. Look at that kid, man, Luca. Yeah. Yeah. So he he pretty much just said, "Hey guys, I'm gonna turn 12 on um, May 5th. So uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe this channel." It's pretty much what he's saying. So you guys were all obligated to do yeah. it. Yeah. But we're never gonna stop talking about him. He is the the hero of 2023. One of the highlights, if not maybe the highlight of this celebration. So yeah, give him yeah. give him the love he deserves. Give him the love. Yeah. yeah. Luca, Luca, yeah, I'm Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, Jason wouldn't be wearing the Django costume. I know. No, you know which what? is not tied or zipped up in the back because it may not actually close. <laughs> no, it doesn't, ask, it doesn't. I was just going to ask, is this, is this from 2002? <laughs> it, it's from 2002. It's a little, it's a little short in the arm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, do, you do what you can do. Yeah, Luca. Luca brought that um, inner inner child and um, inspiration for uh, for for Jason to bust out the the Mandalorian outfit. So yeah, good good job, Haley. <laughs> yes. Got, yeah, we've got to let him know. You know, we got to let Luca know that uh, he's got fans. <laughs> yeah, he's got fans. He's got uh, supporters. Yeah. Phil Showstack wanted to know who is the Mandalorian kid. So now everybody knows. Now everyone knows. His name's Luca. Has the coolest birthday. So yes, Luca, a hero. Hero amongst us. He's got to know how much he saved our lives on Friday. (laughs) So, okay. So we had the, the villains of the sequel trilogy panel. It was kind of, we, it was... We we needed Adam Driver at that though. That was kind of like a big. Yeah, I was I wasn't optimistic, but I thought maybe we would get a video at least from Adam Driver saying, yeah. "Hey, I'm Adam Driver." Bye. Like not even saying anything, just yeah. just a video of him. But you know, at least he's consistent. Yeah, he consistently has to do always when there's a celebration. So consistently busy. Him. Yeah, yeah good, good, good for him. him. <laughs> we had some. Uh, we had some fallen order stuff going on in the morning that was really that was really cool um yeah um so the director came on stage and kind of explained a little bit of the 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 gameplay the um you know just the different like um the customization has been a huge uh spark of conversation um because we can get mullet cal kestis um we can get different like you know, we can get a, him with a mustache or, you know, him with a full beard. And so, yeah, so it's kind of cool to kind of talk about that a little bit more. Obviously, um, see just like the preview more of the game. Um, 
but it's just really cool. I mean, honestly, this game is just so like anticipated. I'm so excited. I actually took two days off after the when the game releases because I'm gonna try and get as much as I'm gonna crush as much as I can done. See, I'm still keeping the celebration, you know, let me just take some time off work and just kind of like, you know, lock myself in this room and try to get as much gameplay as I can in. Um, but yeah, it was so so cool having the director. Uh, Cameron Monaghan coming out um, in a poncho, no less, um, was just the highlight of my morning. I probably like jumped out of my couch and like screamed poncho. Um, so it was really cool. Yeah, really cool. And we got to see a final trailer, which is just, hello, we have a rancor. You can fight a rancor on this game. It's nuts. It's so cool. Well, I'm hoping you can make friends with the rancor too, because... <laughs> At this point, Rob has taught us that Rancors can be friends. So. Yeah. Have them join on the journey. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think uh, somebody was hitting the customize button on Ewan McGregor today, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we get to that, yeah, Ewan McGregor was uh, character created today. Loved it. <laughs> I loved uh, the uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor uh, super fans that they kept cutting to in the front. That, yes. Uh, Cameron gave his his poncho yeah. to yeah. his sweaty poncho. Yeah. This, but, this, <laughs> like just like a rock star. Yeah. We just take off this poncho real quick and toss it into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Matt G talking about uh Rancors. I hear they're quite loving. Yeah. Uh, so then what we had with the, the whole Davis family came out. I can't remember where in yes. the day that was. Uh, Warwick Davis and his wife and son. No, it's his daughter. His daughter. His daughter. Oh my yeah, God. his daughter. Like, his, daughter <laughs> his daughter plays Mims from the yes. new Willow show. Who... Put the helmet back on. <laughs> You're on timeout now. Oh. Um, you know, I, I completely missed that. I don't know if that was. I'm telling. I took a few naps in between this live stream, so um, I don't remember when um, exactly they came out. It was, yeah, sometime in the morning they came out. Mm -hmm. It was a little sad because they were talking about the Willow show, which no one really knows what's going on, if there's going to be another season or not. But they told some good stories of uh, people thinking his son was Warwick and, like, calling him Warwick, and he's like, I'm not Warwick, and... uh, what else? I don't know. Other craziness. It's just fun to see them all together and that yeah. they get to work together. Yeah, super cool that they were. He was able to have his family on the on the show, and I love Mims. The character, my one of my favorite characters in that show was uh, Warwick's daughter, Mims. So huge fan. So um, <clears throat> with the Obi Wan panel right the looking back at obi-wan kenobi was that the next thing on your list silver yeah that's the next thing on my list uh before that uh vivian lyra blair came on the stage too which was really cute um who by the way is so i mean just a professional it's insane listening to this young person speak um but super cute she kind of gave her and i completely forget that uh, christina ariel was in obi-wan kenobi um as an extra so there they had like some little you know yeah yeah, so there's some little like relationship prior relationship that they had but um but yeah so she was so cute coming on stage and um yeah but the that was the next panel that i'm embarrassingly gonna say that 
I woke up in the middle of the panel. I was not, I, it was so early in the morning for me. I felt like, wow, what happened to me? I could even, you know, I woke up, we're in the middle of an Obi-Wan Kenobi panel and I just, I mean, just shot out of, you know, woke up and. <laughs> that, that's, it's just like a real celebration. Yeah. You want to you be awake so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're seeing Attack of the Clones 3D for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, you might still fall asleep. Fall asleep. So weird. <laughs> True story. True story. Yeah. So we celebration 2015 in Anaheim. Uh-huh. Double feature started late at night. Well, late at night, like seven. Seven. But this is <laughs> this is the day after we waited in line overnight on concrete for the Force Awakens panel. And that, so, so then after that, that next day was double feature at night hosted by David Collins, Phantom Menace 3D, Attack of the Clones 3D, the U.S. premiere of Attack of the Clones 3D. Because it never came out in the theaters. Because they Come on, bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. We were so pumped. And then literally Attack of the Clones starts and we all fall asleep. Yeah, that's we it. All, I woke True up. True story, yeah. I woke up. Camino was happening. I fell back asleep, woke up again, pissed off, and I watched the whole end battle. You, I think you slept through the whole. I thing. might have woke up for the wedding. That would. <laughs> I think I saw the robot hand in 3D. But what's hilarious? We were so mad. But what's hilarious? Like when I woke up, like the Geonosis battle, I was like looking around, and the whole place was sleeping. Everybody was. <laughs> everybody was out because everyone, yeah, everyone was. Yeah, everybody. It was nice and comfy here. Let me just uh, close my eyes a bit. Um, that just that just tells us that hey, you know, Attack of the Clones is just our classic favorite cozy movie yeah, that yeah, can put yeah. us to sleep. So, but man. The once in a lifetime to watch 3D. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. Good job. But yeah, the Obi Wan panel was cool. It was cool to see everyone. Um, yeah, little Leia. It's we were trying to figure like how long ago did they film that? Because she looks exactly the same in the show, and that had to have been at least a year or two ago. Like it's kind of incredible that yeah she was that good that when she was even younger. And it's even more incredible, yeah, that she's like she's still like that now. So it was fun to see her. It was fun to see Ewan McGregor's mustache and his crazy hair that does yeah. not look. He didn't look like Obi Wan today. He looked like Ewan, yeah, compared to the past. Yeah, I know that mustache is, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it sparks a conversation today, definitely. Um, so big when he would turn his head. Yeah. It was it like is, a duck bill. It was yeah. like a duck bill. Yeah, it's a, th- it's a. It's a pretty thick mustache. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, yeah, they, I, I really enjoyed that panel because, you know, each uh, cast, uh, well, you know, Deborah Trow was there. They were all able to kind of share their favorite moment and stuff um, from the show, which is really, you know, really nice to kind of hear, um, especially after the show said and done, kind of what they, you know, which part that they really liked. But um there was a moment where Hayden said that his favorite moment was the the rematch that they had and after the battle and the cracked mask and the dialogue between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, after they showed that, um, Ewan and um, Hayden like kind of gave each other a hug and stuff. And, you know, you can just... 
as we all know how important and great that was for us as fans, it was really uh, sweet to kind of see how, you know, much it impacted them, which is really cool um, for sure. So that was a, that was a cool little highlight of the panel for me. Well, Alicia, you woke up for the good, for the best part, you know, <laughs> at the end. You just missed the warm up, so that you didn't really miss miss it as much. Yeah, but I was just like, I was I had no idea where I was. I was Kemley was in the middle of the panel. It was, it was wild. Um, yeah, J-Loft missed panel. Any sign of Kenobi too? You no. would have if people wanted another season and everything appeared, yeah. but you know, that we'll see what that means. There was yeah. an interview with Kathleen Kennedy, something, maybe variety or something, where they were yeah. going more in detail about stuff, and they asked about another season of Kenobi, and she said it was not in development, but she said she knows Ewan wants to do it. So it was like, we'll see. Yeah. But we were trying to figure out what Deborah Chow's been up to because all the other Mandalorian directors have come back for the other, for Ahsoka and, and Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. And after Kenobi, maybe she just needed a break. Or is she working on some other secret secret Star Wars thing? We don't know. It was, it was a lot of Kenobi clips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of clips, mm-hmm. but not the Inquisitor coming out and saying hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that that would have been someone's favorite theme. Come on, hello, hello. That didn't Come happen. on, that's everyone's favorite scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because um, Deborah Chow, like I think we we she said that she was you know this project was like three years for her. Yeah, you know yeah. so. You know, maybe a break, um, or maybe she's working on something, and you know, it just can't be revealed yet. But it's so crazy, three years. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's a long time yeah. to work on one thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's easy to forget that everything we're watching, what has been done for, you know, or at least filmed at least a year, you know, before we're mm-hmm. watching it, and then all the pre-production sort of stuff before that. So yeah. Yeah, it takes time. Hard work. Yeah, I was wishing uh, they would mention Wade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. There's a memorial to Wade. Uh, R.I.P. (laughs) They had a moment of silence in the auditorium. (laughs) Dim the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, we're hearing from Kara live from London. Eating Eating lousy hotel. Tell pizza. Is that possible? Like, is there such a thing as what? uh, Do the Brits know how to make pizza? Yeah, like what makes it lousy? Is it like the the ratio, the sauce, the cheese ratio, the yeah. the crust? Yeah. Is it is it like is it waxy? Is it greasy? Uh, is it waxy? You know what I mean. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with waxy pizza. Sometimes. <laughs> still pizza. Yeah, <laughs> still pizza. <laughs> I've had plenty of bad pizza, and it's been pretty. It's been it's pretty good. Still, yeah. yeah, it's usually still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's cheese and bread, so I mean, yeah. I just feel like can't go wrong. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, so what? Another thing. Gave like Rob Brito came out uh, the the head honcho oh, yeah. of ILM, and this this mm, was kind of mm-hmm. this was kind of like a uh, uh, under the radar kind of thing. Yeah, because he was saying he was one of the producers on Acolyte. Acolyte, I, yeah. And I don't. I was trying to look up to see how often he's listed as a producer, if that's something special kind of implying maybe there's more ILMs doing more stuff than they might be doing on other shows or they're doing something that they hadn't done before. So they need to bring in the 
the big bosses and the big guns to make sure things are working. Because, yeah, he was talking about being on set and... Yeah, working um, with Leslie and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Which Gabe and I then this morning uh, had a very long conversation of uh, Yoda in the Acolyte. Will oh, Yoda, yeah. Will mm-hmm. Yoda be in the Acolyte? And what will their approach to Yoda be in the Acolyte? And how interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Will it, there, will, will, there's will, the answer yeah, right, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, let's not forget the amazing episode one puppet, the youngest Yoda we're ever going to see. There he is. It has yeah. to be slightly closer, I would hope, slightly closer to to this master Yoda here. I was hoping that maybe he has like a pencil thin mustache, like a black <laughs> little dark mustache. It's like a dapper Yoda. <laughs> Carrie, we got a pizza update. Oh, yeah. Carrie and AJ here. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a stuff, breaking, breaking news. London updates. Saw stuffed, but it was all good. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of into this wait, idea. Wait, wait, sauce, wait, wait. Yeah. Sauce stuffed. Oh, okay. So like, sauce inside the crust. Yeah. Oh wow! This is now I'm intrigued. I'm very yeah, because it's like we only yeah. have, we have cheese stuffed crust here, pepperoni stuffed crust. I don't yeah. think in the U.S. we have in California. Do they have sauce crust? N- <laughs> sauce stuffed no, crust? No, but... kind of, it's like a gusher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, for sure. Def- Daphne Keene says she's playing an alien Jedi CGI character as a series regular. Oh. Well, and two, we've got a Max Rebo kid, but that's yeah. not, you know, that's in, a uh, skeleton. He's CG. He's CG. The head is CG. Mm-hmm. I think the whole, everything is everything CG. CG? Yeah, because the, wearing, the pictures that we saw, he was wearing some sort of capture, motion capture yeah, thing, right? Yeah, capture, but I don't yeah. know. He wasn't wearing a mocap suit or anything. You know, maybe oh, I don't want Bill Rudd. We'll good question. What's Yaddle up to during Acolyte? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Well, Whoa! I forgot about Bryce Dallas Howard as Yaddle. Right, right, yeah, right. Keeping keep okay. the Yaddle yeah. performers in the family here. Uh, yeah. We'll Bryce, da- yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard is uh, hanging. I've been hanging around, uh, doing a lot of fun Star Wars stuff. Um, I did like this on on the stage um, with uh, we were. You know, he was also, Rob Brito was also talking about kind of um, like I gave a solo mention of saying one of his highlights of his career was, um, you know, because they talked about stagecraft and how, you know, how how far it's grown. But I just love how they, um, Ron Howard had the idea of like, let's surprise the cast when they jump to hyperspeed and like kind of like shake the cockpit and stuff. And he said that was a, I I really thought, I think that's really cool. Like, you know, for him, like a highlight of his career is kind of seeing like, you know, everyone else geek out too. And uh, Ron Howard, you know, as always is a great director when it comes to, you know, working with actors and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, we're still hoping for a solo Lando TV show someday. It's like, we want to see all those characters again. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day that this new, we were talking about the, the difference now, like the clear difference in the movies they announced on Friday versus what they're doing on TV. And Kathy Kennedy has said in just like every interview that the, the TV shows is where they get weird and take risks. And the movies are the big stories that should be watched on a big screen. And we were just talking about how Solo, if Solo was being made now, it would have been a series. Absolutely. 
Man, I hope so. I love that. I love I love solo so much. I would love nothing more to get, you know, some sort of continuation from that story, for sure. And yeah, Nathan Roberts has played this around me and might get a mun, which would be pretty interesting. Yeah, had a yeah. Oh yeah. Acolyte is gonna be crazy. I think that's the Yeah. I act finally tracked down the leaked like footage of the trailer online and oh wow, I it looks it looks yeah. it looks it looks good. There's yeah. a lot of Jedi, there's a lot of creatures, there's a lot going on. It looks it looks really it's a good. Lot. Yeah, looks yeah. a lot. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, Bill Rudd saying, I heard talk that Rogue Squadron might become a series too. Yeah, that's what Kathy yeah. was saying. Mm-hmm. That's, that's discussion. So go for it. Yeah. Well, and we were saying too, like what happens in the Ray, the new Jedi Order movie, could be the, around the same timeline as Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. Like, so there could be some overlap, and maybe they're waiting to kind of open the door to that era of stories there. I don't know. Well, we, we we've talked about it too. It'd still be it would be cool to get an animated series in the sequel trilogy because we really you know all the other kind of time frames have gotten at least a, a season of an animated show. And other than Resistance, which is in the middle of everything, um, it would be cool to get like a post Rise of Skywalker animated show as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another big thing today uh, was Hayden Christensen right on the live stage, kind of coming out with a thunderous applause. That was a quite an introduction too. They they set up the stage really well for him. He had he had a crazy intro. Like it was like almost like you're at a concert for a second. It's like WWE. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, wow, yeah. this is yeah. <laughs> like the Undertaker was coming out or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I felt like, yeah, definitely felt like I was at um at WWE for sure. Um, yeah, really cool. Um, so happy that our friend Christina got to interview him too, because you know, she's, you know, such a fan for a long time, but I just love that this guy just feels the love and, you know, appreciation for him, um, this time around. And, oh man, I I was getting, I was getting emotional watching this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fun thinking back to when he first showed up in was that in uh orlando for the orlando panel Mm -hmm. and just came out for a little bit and and everybody was excited and cheering and then now getting to come back for kenobi and do all of that in uh what is that chicago anaheim wait no i'm so confused now what of how many times we've had hayden out because if the 40th was in orlando what was going on? Were they there in Chicago? I don't think he was there in Chicago. I know for sure Orlando. Yeah, yeah so there was a break. Yeah, and then yeah. Back yeah. For, and then back he came Anaheim back for Anaheim for the Obi Wan premiere stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Ahmed Best was Chicago. That was like the big deal. There. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and then we had, of course, yeah, Sky Talkers and Talking Bay both did their respective shows and the Hollowed News stage with. The pictures online look like they both had amazing turnouts. Of course, no surprise. Do we know if uh, if Brandon bought the Ewok escapades? The escapades banner. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness! Right? Someone I, give us an update, yeah, please. If he didn't, we're going to be mad at him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's not enough Ewoks on ice stuff in the world. Yeah, Brandon there was doing. Uh, Don't let me buy this live, which was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I that hope was he bought stuff. That was like more than anything. Like uh, a lot of the. Oh, I wish I could be there for that, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so much, so much of, like, our friends are just, you know, 
having as much as I know we talk about like the big news that's been coming out all weekend. Um, I think what makes celebration too is just like um seeing just like you know, just the content creators kind of have their own panels. And that was kind of my first experience with celebration. I walked into uh, Orlando, had no idea about big panels and like, you know, just so inexperienced. I just stumbled on upon a lot of like smaller like stages that had, um, you know, podcasts or just like, you know, costume designs or droid building. And those were just like incredible for me. Um, so those are always just so much fun. Um, but yeah, so many friends having all their, um, all their panels is just kind of like the stuff that I'm like, Oh, wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, the biggest thing missing from doing the celebration from home. Mm -hmm. is all yeah. That. And yeah, we've said it a million times to those smaller panels, whether it's the fan ones or just, smaller ones and those the little rooms you miss if you're not looking is like some of the best stuff you're going to see in the, mm -hmm. in the most fun you're going to have when we first saw in 2015 when we first saw spina that was a pretty small yeah panel mm -hmm. and that was a huge influence on starting blast points and everything we've done and uh in Chicago, we went to the history of the radio dramas with the mm -hmm. amazing uh, Tenuto family and that also was one of the most incredible, mind-blowing panels we'd ever been to. And yeah, it was a very small little room. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and we had the pub before we cut to commercial. We had the publishing panel, which kind of like just wrapped up not that long ago. Was there anything interesting coming out of the? Oh. Breaking news, Kristen Baver, who's writing writing for the Return of the Jedi um, from a Certain Point of View um, anthology book, uh, she will be writing a small story of uh, Sice Noodles. No big deal. Yeah, and when she said one of her influences on the Sice Noodles story was Miss Piggy, right? Oh, I know. I am already like, yes! <laughs> that certain point of view return the jedi i cannot wait mm -hmm, for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we've kind of been waiting that since the first one yeah, yeah it was in the yeah. first one i was like man only six more years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that, i have to admit i felt the same way return of the jedi is my favorite movie and i just said listen they're doing one of these i got we're gonna have to wait for the 40th uh, anniversary yep had the same thought too yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool too that the upcoming Star Wars Timelines book that looks amazing that they mm -hmm. I guess they were selling at Celebration and sold out. Yeah, they said it's one of the most ambitious nonfiction books they've ever done, mm -hmm. which is really 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 interesting. I can't wait to get my hands on on that Timelines book. Yeah, same here. Because that makes me think of that was like the thing. Uh, Solo book. I remember the solo making of book, which was Rob Bretto's yeah. book, was one of those ones you could buy early at Celebration. So it's cool yeah. that they're still kind of doing that for people like, at the show. They can get some of those books early. Yeah, like the exclusives and stuff. Well, the other big panel today was the Disney Parks panel. And I think uh, after we're going to cut to commercial, and then after we get back from commercial, we're going to have the living legend Nick Tierce on to offer his expertise into the Disney parks panel. So we'll see everybody in just a little bit here. Star Wars, Indy Jones. 
さらにこのスーパーライブの舞台裏をスペシャルプログラムでオンエアスーパーライブアドベンチャー誕生の秘密が今明かされるかなり期待してください3月20日土曜日午後4時から放送これはもう見逃せない大阪城ホールいっぱいに展開されるルーカスファンタジー全米オーディションで選ばれた精鋭たちにより着々と制作進行中私に会いに来いラインパルスジョージ・ルーカススーパーライブアドベンチャーはい。Well, it's interesting because for the first two days I was in Florida. So the time difference wasn't as bad in terms of waking up for that live stream. But man, I was back in California this morning. And when that alarm clock went off, I,、uh, <laughs> I, I started to ask myself how much I wanted to watch the villains panel. So I, I may have been pulling. I'm, I may have been pulling a, a,、uh, a Attack of the Clones style, a little bit of a nap throughout the, the villains panel. But after that, I was refreshed and ready、There's、to go. Nothing more relaxing than sleeping during Star Wars. It's, it's, <laughs> it really is. It's the ultimate lullaby, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> Yeah, because we,、uh, we're, we're getting up at five every day. Yeah. Which is,、mm. which, you know, which is draining, but it's not like what you West Coast folks are、but、doing. It, it is four、yeah. for me. It is for you.、Yeah, it's four Gabe time. But, but you're, still, you're kind of adjusted now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, you, just to remind. It's still not, yeah, it's not like California. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so just to also, remind. I just noticed this in the picture. This is the length of the tags on every Park's、like- clothing item. This、it looks like a、tag. CVS receipt. Yeah, <laughs> every, I know. And it's on every t shirt, every sweater, t shirt, hat you buy. You get a CVS receipt made out of、I、fabric、know. attached. Is there coupons in the back of that, of that tag? <laughs>、so、you, you can tie it all together. We know they don't、time. do coupons. <laughs> Just to remind our viewing audience at home, what time is it where the stream begins for all of you?、Mm, I think today was like three, two, two, something. Yeah, it was like two, two to three. I had my alarm set for three, and the panel was already. Yeah,、gone. same. I woke、so. up. I woke up. Yeah, you guys, this is. This is not early in the morning. This is the middle of the night like, situation yeah, yeah. we have、But、going on. I know how we feel when a, when a Mandalorian episode comes out. Oh, that's right. You、mm-hmm. guys can stay up and watch it at midnight. If we got up, it would be three in the morning. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was on the East Coast for this week's Mandalorian episode. So I went ahead and, you know, I, I, I did that version of it. And I'm, I'm very grateful for my. 
for my West Coast time zone in terms of that kind of weekly drop. So I'll never complain yeah. about it again. Oh, man. With last, last week's, you probably thought you were hallucinating. <laughs> no, my wife and I were just giggling the entire time. Like, we just couldn't believe it. Yeah. So do you – I'm always curious with West Coast. Do you watch Mandalorian and then can you go back to sleep? I go back to sleep. Um, because, you know, Mandalorian, we're talking 25 to 40 minutes usually. Uh, you know, that'll get me in bed before 1 a.m., especially those days where they're dropping them at like 11.45, oh. oh. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, lucky. I don't know yeah. if I'd be able to fall asleep, though. Yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah. I've learned that I can't. I've learned yeah. that I can't. Yeah. I would not be able to function at work. I just learned like, OK, I got to wake up early to watch it um especially like a fantastic episode like the last episode i probably would have just been you know on adrenaline probably on twitter um trying to talk about it um yeah i probably i've it's hard for me um but if like if i'm like not working the next day i i wouldn't mind waiting up till midnight actually like probably like especially like for the finales where it's just like i know everyone's gonna tune in for a big finale that's when i'll you know i'll stay up for it for sure it's hard. It's hard to sleep anyway. after you break down, break dance down the street doing the moonwalk. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> well, particularly after that Keller and Beck episode, I was just because that yeah. one I had to pause. Like I rarely am so emotional, I have to pause an episode. But with that one, I really did have to take a break. So that one took a little bit longer, and I yeah, that one I was up a little bit later, just processing the experience yeah. of that for sure. Yeah. So. Nick, the Disney Parks panel was yes. today. I'm before any of us say anything. Well, what are your What are your yeah. thoughts? Got to be just go. I would say that anyone who missed the Disney Parks panel today, if you watched the Disney Parks panel last year, you saw the Disney Parks panel today. <laughs> which is to say that during the announcements section, which always comes at the end, you know, they save the announcements for the end. Uh, everything they announced was what was announced last year. Might have have added a little asterisk on it, like "oh, coming next year," you know. But you know, in terms of you know big news, uh, it was honestly the only piece of new information was an offhanded comment from Matt Martin, where he said the Young Jedi Adventures animated show will be going to Batu. That was something we didn't know before, mm -hmm. and that was just sort of something he kind of casually rolled off as he was going yeah. through all the different narrative extensions of the of the the parks and so that i was like oh well that's interesting i because i was already excited for that show and so i'm very curious to see because that was something that was supposed to happen for resistance and uh the, all, there were all these plans in place for the resistance crew on that series to go to batu and when that didn't happen um it was kind of that question of will it ever appear on screen at all, you know, in any in any kind of fashion, because you would think animation would be the first stop. And indeed, it would appear that animation will be the first stop. It's just it's going to be Young Jedi Adventures instead of Resistance. But yeah, so that was that was great to hear. But I don't even think that was necessarily one of the big planned announcements. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was just included information. And so. Yeah, that was it was very interesting. It was a very interesting thing. And, uh, you know, I'd be very curious what the what the feeling was in the room, because there's one thing to watch the live stream uh, from home. But being in the room, you know, sometimes those parks panels can uh, hit the room a different way. And so I'm, I'll be curious to read people's in in person reports from that. I kind of wish I fell asleep during that panel because because I, <laughs> I would be more rested right now. 
<laughs> Little did you know, you were waiting for the big bombshell because I posted yeah. like three predictions of what I thought the three yeah. announcements were going to be because they had they had three panelists. And so I thought, oh, there's a reason that these panels are there. Anne Morrow is very associated with Star Cruiser. She's going to make some kind of announcement about Star Cruiser. I figured Trowbridge would actually announce um, the Mandalorian as the destinations for Star Tours because they said new destinations coming to Star Tours mm. last year's ce- uh, celebration panel. So I thought it seems inevitable it's going to be a Mandoverse thing. Maybe they'll just say what planet it's going to be or something like that. Uh, and, you know, uh, I assumed Asa Kalama was going to be there to talk about his attraction, Smuggler's Run, which, uh, you know, that was one where there were four planned missions for it and three of them were canceled uh, due to the over budget on Rise of the Resistance. And so I thought maybe Asa being there is an indication. I was I was looking for clues on who, who was on the panel and what they might talk about. And my predictions for announcements were completely wrong because there were no announcements. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so what? Would do? Do we know anything more about the the locations for where or the different missions for the Smuggler's Run? Like, what what was that yeah. supposed to be? All we've seen is a kind of underground tentacle monster concept art. Oh. So there was some kind of. I don't know if it was a Rathtar or if it was oh, some no, other no. new tentacle monster, but there was like pipes and and tentacles coming out. But that was just a painting. Um, now, that being said, people who have worked on the digital side of that experience have mentioned that they were pretty far along in the development. So the I don't know what the other others would have been, but there were there were multiple, uh, you know, non-coaxium, uh, you know, at the uh, the current mission which goes to Corellia, you know, the, there were other planets than that, that would have been in rotation. And so it's like a, it's like a stage just waiting for another play to go on it. They've got this, the most advanced interactive ride system ever built with a custom video processor that they went on and did other non star Wars celebration trade shows talking about this video card that they built for this ride. (laughs) And uh, it's just not being fully utilized. So it's one of those things where they they can, they can do that at any time. So hopefully that's in the future, but uh, sadly that was not in the announcements today. Yeah, because it seems weird with Star Tours. It's like we're on the third season of Mandalorian. If they were going to do some Mandalorian stuff, yeah, they've they've had a long time to do it. And then, yeah, yeah if I can that, if I can switch my Batu hat for my tinfoil hat, I'll yeah. go here. This this is the one I made for Oga's birthday. Because some reason they decided to celebrate Oga's birthday. So here, this is my tinfoil hat. This is my theory hat. All right. <laughs> my theory. <laughs> you're right. You are completely right. The, the Remember when there was that Mando tie-in book that was canceled and kind of the visual dictionary that was canceled? There was some kind of seismic shift in the behind-the-scenes approach to ancillary media for The Mandalorian. I have a sense that there was potentially some parks implications to that as well. When that book got canceled or that, that, that roster of books got canceled, I think it's possible. Cause you're right. It seems completely inevitable that you would have flown behind the razor crest and they, they would have baby would have waved at you through the window or something like this. It yeah. seems, it seems like an obvious one to do. They have all the assets, right? Like it would be too easy for them to render it. But uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my only theorizing I'm going to do on my uh, appearance here. 
Yeah, because it almost makes it seem like if they're not going to show anything until next year, that they're skipping Mandalorian and it's going to be from something that hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, why wouldn't it either A, be out or they would tell you what it is because it's something you've already seen. Right. And that's kind of obliquely what I think Trowbridge was making slightly more hints to towards when he went on the live stage rather than at the panel. He kind of came out and said, you know, we want you to experience them alongside and that kind of thing and and he kind of hinted at places maybe even planets we don't know yet and and that's hard to i don't want to overinterpret the the actual wording of what he said but it could be something from ahsoka or one of the uh, acolyte one of these shows coming up i would think it's going to be interesting though because the way that they currently handle star tours is very particular which is Every time you load into a Star Tours vehicle, you are either going to get a random set of locations from the original Adventures Continue set of George Lucas made locations, or you are going to get a sequel trilogy set, which includes all of the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Galaxy's Edge destinations, and it alternates. So if you and your cabin just got a sequel trilogy, the cabin that loads in behind you will get adventures continue and so i'm very curious how that randomization will be treated when we potentially have non-sequel trilogy um timeline concepts now they could just throw them all into one big bucket and say look there is no timeline anymore but by hook or by crook they have been attempting to create within your ride a self-contained sort of timeline which is a huge stretch obviously even back when adventures continue was happening but that kind of maybe makes sense then if there's that if they're waiting then to have enough stuff for like a a third timeline that is the mandalorian universe of Mm, belton mm -hmm. crew ahsoka mandalorian Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing and just bank them up maybe they've got some mandos in the hopper that they can add in and quite frankly what they always do is when they drop a new one they know everyone wants to ride it so they don't randomize it they push it for everyone so when rise of skywalker came out everyone got exegol and everyone got the dianoga on the death star and kef beer so you know there will be a period of time and probably much longer than you would anticipate that when the mando stuff drops it will be all mando all the time and we'll we'll uh we'll miss the days when we we either dive over or bump into Jar Jar going down to Odegunga. <laughs> because there's variabilities. That's the thing is, even within the destinations that you get, there are variabilities within those destinations. So if you get Naboo, you don't know if you're going to get the one where you hit Jar Jar or where, you, where he ducks down. If you go to Jakku, you don't know if you're going to get the one where it's Ray or where it's Finn talking to you on the little side window. So, you know, they can do a lot of intervariability even mm, within that. So mm-hmm. the, the number of options is pretty vast. And obviously it'll only get bigger as they keep going. So very curious, very interested. But, you know, it seems like they're mum at this point and, and don't want to give us any kind of even even hints at what that could be. So start, new Star Tours is always great. So I can't complain yeah. about that. Yeah. And they said in uh, 2024, right? Is that kind of the date they... Right. And that's that's what kind of makes it even harder is it's like the gist of that announcement was the thing we announced a year ago will not be here for at least another year. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were even saying that last year when we were there. Why aren't they doing Mandalorian? Like, because yeah. you've got to think, you know, we're all talking, we're all crazy, but your normal... <laughs> people at a disney park mm. that like i like that mandalorian show i think that's really fun i like that baby yoda they are going to be going on that and honestly if they're getting like uh crate at this point they're going to be like that movie's old mm-hmm. i want to see baby yoda i want to see the yeah. mandalorian and 
you know, like if it's 2024, I was just like, well, what they're really betting big on not Acolyte and Ahsoka, or it could even be Andor season two or something. Or Rangers of the New Republic will not be a series. It will be an exclusive story. You can only experience on the star tours. (laughs) That would be awesome. awesome. (laughs) Are we able to highlight Bill Rudd's comment here? The most recent one. This one Uh, made a very good yeah, it's cool that they acknowledge Star Cruiser as a top-rated attraction across Disney. This is actually a really excellent point because I've been hearing this kind of grapevine-style whispers across from people who are not really allowed to talk about it that it's one of those things where Star Cruiser, the ratings, like the guest survey ratings of satisfaction on Star Cruiser are through the roof, wow. maybe the highest for any attraction they have ever built. And so when 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 I was glad Trowbridge mentioned that because he, he kind of made it seem like a casual thing, but their surveys are not casual. They, they do pay attention to those. And it is consistently, people who have done it, rate it through the roof. And there's been a lot of external debate just among the fans, and let's be frank, the non-fans, about how Star Cruiser is doing based on every little adjustment that they make. Someone blows it up into a clickbait headline. But I think uh, another thing that wasn't an announcement at this panel, but for me was very eye-opening, or at least interesting to observe, is the way they pitched Star Cruiser at this panel was verbatim, word for word, identical to how they pitched it last year, which to me says there isn't necessarily a gigantic pivot in how they're marketing it, which if it's doing as poorly as some people would guess it is, which it's simply not, that's just counterfactual, um, then they would obviously come out and do some new kind of pitch. But they hit the same bullet points with almost the exact same words uh, at this one. And that makes me think, okay, the idea of it potentially being a more occasional slash seasonal slash less frequent experience than every single day, which is for over a year, there was new people loading into that every other day, which is just insane to think about. But that ship hasn't been empty for over a year like there's never been an off day and so the idea that they're building in this kind of you know equity monday or are only doing a couple cruises a week they need to find the cadence of a more sustainable pace for that experience and that doesn't necessarily imply that that there's imminent doom they're going to change the timeline they're going to alter this that and the other because they've really i mean it has been an exorbitant amount of investment in the back-end development of how you interact with that story and that's not something that's going to go away And there's a lot of questions of how do we get people who have already come to come back? To me, that's not the question. The question is, how do you get the people who haven't come to come? Or how do you pitch it to them in a way they can understand? Because it does not seem that the current pitch is communicating the very unique structure of that experience to people. And it's it's hard to know what the right thing is because there's never been an experience like it before. Mm -hmm. That kind of makes sense why, because I think for me, I already knew all the stuff in the panel. So like it was like, it didn't feel like a panel. It felt like an ad, which it was an ad, but I guess it makes sense that it's an ad because it's for the people who are in Europe who don't can't just drive over to a Disney park and they have to make a bigger trip out of it. But right, but they stream both panels, so it's like the Star Wars yeah. fans who are watching this or who go would go to Celebration in Europe probably watched the stream last, last year. Time. Yeah, right. And there was also an extra little kind of question mark in my head because when they announced again a thing that was announced last year that they said was coming very soon what the 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 second album of the dj rex songs that he plays in the cantina the the volume one came out you know 2019 back when the Mm -hmm. park opened and then this one's coming out now and they announced that last year as well and uh but now they're like it's out you can go stream it and all that but there was one specific thing they said at the panel where they said 
everyone who attends the panel will be receiving a data card that will link them to the thing. And for <laughs> I don't know if they're banking on people not remembering, but in 2019, when they did the panel and they said, you're going to get a DJ Rex data card, I have mine framed here. They gave you, <laughs> this is a metal, it's metal, a metal replica of the data card from Rogue One. You know, that has oh, wow. you know the Black Spire sleeve and all that. And so that they called that a data card. And then today they said, you're going to get a data card. And when people started posting the pictures, it was it was a business card. It was a paper business card. Maybe we don't call it a data card. I mean, it is a card that has data on it, but it is a paper card. And, you know, the data oh. is just words. But yeah, I mean, not, not, not as fun yeah. to frame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have a data card right here. It's called Freddo's. That's oh chocolate frog that we ate today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Give us the review. Give us the review. The, the sponsored by Frog Lady. How was it? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. for good. Yeah. It's just like a chocolate chocolate frog. The real the real star <laughs> of today. Sorry to hijack the uh, conversation here, but please. These uh Tunnocks tea cakes are are delightful. Oh. It's like a little cake. It looks like marshmallow, but it's like I think it's like whipped cream. Oh, that's a little chocolate great. thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that looks shout out! You guys are live streaming, right? This is the way to do it. I'm shout telling you, I didn't have enough snacks. To, uh, <laughs> Star Wars sessions, our friends from the UK who had like an amazing party last night. Bids they back. did. It looked yeah. fun. It looked fun. <laughs> yeah, they sent us all these British treats to help us out. Gave us a little bit of the UK. Now look at this. Oh, oh. that is like a marshmallow. Outside. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. But it's not marshmallow. I think it's like whipped cream or something. It's like whipped cream with like a nougat. Oh, that's fantastic. That looks great. Wow. Very, very good. Speaking of food reviews. Kara's so, boyfriend, Sean, is cheering for the tea cakes. <laughs> right on, Sean. I've got a little food review as well. I don't physically have the food with me, but in something that was not announced at the Disney Parks panel... You know, we've been there's they've, I think they've been holding back a lot of things for May the 4th around the corner. They haven't been releasing any new merchandise or food. Um, the the there's a new there's a new puff pastry at the milk stand in Galaxy's Edge, and it is phenomenal. So I, I am it's not yet in uh east, I think, but in west at the milk stand, you can get this puff pastry. It was named to be vaguely inspired by the, the little bread portions that Ray makes in mm, the Force mm -hmm, Awakens, mm -hmm. but it's more of a strudel type thing. And so it's got this great coating on top as well as a filling inside. And so, you know, having waited a while for some new Galaxy's Edge food, I can say two thumbs up, it's delicious. And uh and that they should have talked about that on the panel. They should have bragged about this puff pastry. Why didn't they? Uh, yeah, I know. There wasn't really that much food conversation. Right? They also didn't talk about any of the merchandise that was announced a year ago that hasn't come out yet. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're like, we hope everyone forgets as yeah, long yeah, with, right. uh, with the like, data I, card, too. I never forget. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, why, that's why I'm sure I'm on some list with them, because I never forget. Yeah. <laughs> now, did I see a comment about Holly, who just did the best, most fantastic job? Oh, my goodness. Job. Holly. She was the most amazing host of the panel. We and love honestly, Holly. I had people messaging me. She sold the Star Cruiser better than the Imagineers did. And I said, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. That personal connection and those kind of and she just gave one example. The way she talked about her connection with Wani, that's just one little corner of it. There are other nooks and crannies throughout that ship that are always happening simultaneously for those who are Star Wars fans to find their way in. 
And they've really constructed it in a way where, you know, maybe talking to a Rodian isn't your thing. And some people are quite intimidated by Wani because Wani is not speaking English. Wani is speaking uh, uh, Hatties. Mm-hmm. And so it can be very, uh, you know, you're kind of culture shocked talking to Wani, but there's every other kind of intimate sort of, we call them the shoulder tap moments of come help me. I need your help with this mission. Uh, there's the, but for all the different sort of flavors of star Wars fans, there's, there's something like her Wani for that. Oh, that's a good, yeah. that's a good testimony for, for, uh, for Holly's podcast. They're the book to cruise based on her description. Absolutely. And, and anyone you talk to who's gone on it, they just have mm-hmm. their own little, window in on the story and kind of that's that's the beauty of this form and the sort of my one soapbox about this format and why i've been waiting for an experience like this for so many years and i've been kind of a groupie of the imagineers who made this doing all the little experimentations over the last decade or so that led up to it is this is the type of thing where you're not being told a story you're being shown the evidence of a story having happened and the audience is telling the story to each other and that's the magic sauce is because of that simultaneity. There are ships, there are rooms all over that ship. Scenes are happening simultaneously. You've got to sort of collaborate with your fellow passengers to figure out what is happening on this ship. And the only way to get a full picture is together. And that's the type of thing that no other art form really can provide. Uh, Obviously, video games can get close, but to do that in the immediate personal way uh, with live actors bringing characters to life that you're you're breathing the same air, air, they're staring into your eyes. There's just really... There's nothing like that, which is kind of why, even though a lot of folks want to go in with a, a character name, like my name, I have a Star Wars character name or something. I say, unless that's like your your main bag role playing and all that, using your own name short circuits some kind of primal thing where you, when a character looks in your eyes and says your real name, it it bypasses the suspension of disbelief. And there are just these micro moments where I found myself like, ah, uh, you know, you're phasing, like, (laughs) just like the buy-in becomes so immediate because it does not necessarily require that suspension of disbelief. So yeah, there's, that's my, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Now it sounds like I am giving a timeshare presentation. I am not, I do not work for the Disney company. (laughs) Um, Nick, I'm just curious for like folks like my dad who likes to just go on vacation and just sit around. Um, Or is that is that accessible for, you know, like, let's say, you know, we bring we go and like we bring um, those who are maybe not really into the big immersive experience, but just kind of want to relax. Is that available? Like, you know, how easy accessible is that for them? Absolutely. I think it would be and they might find themselves getting more involved than they think because yeah. it's kind of explicitly designed to target those people rather than like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, like they know they they know they have it. yeah but yeah they've trained they've actually trained the actors to how to identify and kind of gently stick mm. their toe in the pond of how interested a guest is and and to not assume why they might be standing off to the side and finding unique ways to give them uh, the opportunity to approach the character and so I will say, unless unless he's going expecting a sort of like, again, it's not a, they were absolutely right in saying at the top of the panel that it is not a hotel. Yeah. It does not have the amenities of a resort that you expect. It's the service is unprecedented. It's the type of service that Disney hasn't done in a very long time, quite frankly. But like, you know, there's no, there's no things you would expect from a hotel. And quite frankly, it's been built in a way that it can't be run as a normal hotel. People are always saying this is going to be a failure. They're just going to run it as a hotel. It's like, 
there are a few key things missing that that will make it pretty impossible for them to ever run out of his hotel. But uh, but you know if he if if he enjoys seeing his family uh, get into an adventure, I would say that it's a type of thing where it's indescribable to the point where he'll have fun in a way you don't have. There's no analogy you can give him, mm-hmm. but to see the other family participate, you know, and particularly if you're just enjoying some snacks or a drink at the sublight lounge characters will invade that space as well. So the the story is so pervasive. He'll be able to get a full picture of the broad strokes, even if he just doesn't follow any particular thread and just kind of like a leaf on the wind just goes through it. Uh, He'll have his own window to it. And that's, what's so unique about it. So again, there's not a massage facility as much as I wish, (laughs) as much as I wish you could go get a massage and they like put tentacles down on you or something like that. Or I don't know, like, like, Oh, now the, the Borg gullet is giving you a massage. (laughs) Who needs a massage when there's a full real life diva on board? We got some news about, yeah, we got some news about her too. So that was really cool. Yeah. The album that they announced for with, Gaia's songs, which everyone everyone who's been on it absolutely loves, they they announced it last year, and so we have a date, uh, <laughs> which is May, which is May the fourth, and then yeah. uh, you know the uh, the May fourth is the streaming date, and then that they're also doing a vinyl pressing is fantastic. Unfortunately, they said the vinyl pressing is coming soon, and so- a year ago at celebration they said the the album was coming soon. So I don't know what soon means, and and soon doesn't actually mean anything. So I'm not holding my breath on the vinyl, but obviously I'll be first in line when it does drop. So next celebration, we'll get the date of the vinyl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, that's exa- and the next celebration is two years away. Remember? Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, I'm a patient man. I can yeah. wait. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, I can't, I make, I'm joking about this panel, but I am delighted that there were no kind of earth shattering things that kind of shake the foundations of what I expect from these experiences that I love so much because there, there was a degree last year where I felt like some of the announcements were catering to people who don't like galaxy's edge. And as mm-hmm. someone who really likes galaxy's edge, uh, I was worried that might follow suit for star cruiser. And so I was just delighted at the announcements we didn't get, you know, like, cause I kind of braced myself for the worst of like, Oh man, what if they kind of capitulate to some of the, the baser uh, statements that some people scream out about star cruiser online, but uh, that, so none of that came. So, you know, I'm, I'm walking away, I'm walking away pretty happy with the whole thing. Well, it kind of makes sense to, if they want to open things up with galaxy's edge, like to have the Mandalorian and stuff like that's where you're going to be bringing the little kids who are really going to appreciate that stuff. And people probably aren't bringing their, their young children on star cruiser. It's, you know they might but it's more so if you're on star cruiser you're not just looking to see baby yoda in the mandalorian where if you're going to galaxy's edge for the day that you know that's probably where you know you want to see him absolutely and and who knows you know the one of the things they did and did not announce is that there will be new characters coming but they didn't even even imply what series or whatever they're from i assume that that means more i mean bo-katan seems like an an obvious one you know know, any kind of helmeted character is particularly attractive to them. I mean, they gave, they gave Kylo Ren a helmet, even when he's not supposed to have one. So (laughs) (laughs) that's because my my one hope is that they kind of, they they can't find an Adam driver. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, And it's also interesting which characters they allow to speak and which they have pre-recorded because, you know, the characters they allow to speak, there's just a, a huge potential for more interactions and kind of mm-hmm. unique adventures with them in the park. And obviously the, mo- the most amazing experiences I've had in galaxy's edge have been with the Ray 
walk around who who is oh, yeah. much more open to kind of a conversation with you about Star Wars. Ahsoka, yep. I could see Ahsoka coming, absolutely. And, you know, there's been broader sort of uh, <laughs> uh, force-related lore around Batu that's expanded with, like, the VR game where they revealed that just beyond the outskirts of Black Spire, there's an ancient, ancient, ancient Jedi temple. So um, I don't know if that will ever actually have any implications for the park itself, but, you know, it's one of those things where it seems like they've kind of established the planet as a catch-all. Anything in the Star Wars universe can happen there, so... Well, the nice thing with the Mandalorian kind of universe stuff, though, is even though it's not the right time frame for what Batu was supposed to be, all those yeah. characters are consistent with each other. So it's not like the Mandalorians hanging out with Clone Wars Anakin hanging out with, you know, someone from, I mean, the Secret Trilogy people are still there, but it's almost like, you know, sure those days it's, hey, it's Mandalorian time and all my friends from those shows are hanging out. Right, right. So and it's one of those things where they haven't fully abandoned the, the timeline for the land itself. The, you know, their pitch back when they announced Mando and Grogu was that they're just in a, a narrative bubble. You know, that, 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 that moment that they appear, you're seeing a portion of their story. Now, that being said, I don't recommend trying to figure out what that story is, because when you go up, <laughs> when you go up and ask them, they don't, the answers will not satisfy well, <laughs> they are there for you to get a picture with them. I'm happy to, I'm happy. I wish that there was a more curated way because they're walking around in a circle. I think people would, would be happier. The people who aren't interested in the story of the land would probably be happier if there was a queue that you could line up and know that you're going to mm, get your, mm-hmm. it's rather than mm-hmm. standing around saying, will Mando come out today? There's no guarantee he'll come out today. You know, it's, it's one of these, we, we're not, we can't even tell you when he's going to come out. So, you know, I think that to satisfy the urge of having these new characters be available for photo ops. Um, I think a more curated environment as we used to do in something like star Wars launch bay, and they still do at star Wars launch bay in Florida, but they have yet to reopen in California. I think that's a better satisfaction for that urge, but you know, obviously there are, there are powers that be that I think honestly are even higher up the chain than the Imagineers who are making those decisions. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think, I, I'm an old man yelling at the clouds. I there's there's nothing more, you know. I, I'm just happy. Look, uh, the land itself is still wh- when it is and where it is, and we'll know the fundamental shift if they ever take the Mandalorian's helmet off the wall in Doc Ondar's, uh, you know. <laughs> so that that'll that'll represent a, a, a more seismic shift uh, in their approach. But for now, it's like the land is the land, the rides are the rides. It would cost them tens of millions of dollars, uh, if not more than that if not hundreds of millions of dollars to change the timeline of that land in a kind of meaningful overarching way. So that's not going to happen in our lifetimes. I don't think uh, unless, unless they just say, look, the land is the land and the rides are the rides. When you go on rise of the resistance, you're in the sequel trilogy. And when you go on, uh, you know, smugglers, you're whenever we decide you are. And the land is just its own thing. That, that that's certainly possible, but there are so many, very specific narrative moments that have literally been etched into the the foundations of that place that, um, you know, I don't see a sweeping change happening anytime soon, which, I mean, obviously now that I've said it, it will occur just so that I am wrong. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking of that with the announcement of Daisy Ridley coming back as Ray. Mm. Yeah. And I was thinking how that will make Rise of the Resistance really interesting because when by the time that movie finally comes out, we'll have a new Ray, and she won't look like the Scavenger anymore. She'll have whatever right. Jedi Master Ray will look like. Do you think there could be some sort of 
I mean, she might still be with BB-8 in that film, too. We don't know. Do you think, could you see a seismic shift happening then because we're going back to the sequel trilogy at that point? I would say my prediction on that would depend on when that movie ends up coming out. Just strictly based on budgetary that ride costs more than any ride that's ever existed on the face of the earth. That ride costing as much as it did is why the land doesn't have all the things you expect it to have and, and why the missions aren't on the Falcon ride. And so I don't see them investing a significant sum of money into altering rise of the resistance because it's less, I mean, Ray is a hologram. You could change the hologram easily. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Kylo animatronic. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's the one where they set, they commit when they decided to have the finale of that ride be a Kylo Ren animatronic, they locked themselves in for a long, long time. Unless they just change his costume, make him into a different villain and change the animation, which is possible. But I don't see that being that. I can't think of a precedent for that kind of change in a, they, in a ride. They could put a blue sheet over him, make it seem like he's like some sort of force ghost. <laughs> well, yeah. And there is, there is a B mode for when that animatronic isn't working that I have been desperate to see on the ride, but I've never seen, which is they cover him up and then he's in a tie fighter out the window. Yeah. And, cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm dying to see that, but it's like, he's always working. <laughs> Maybe in the new movie, Ray will have a nightmare and the nightmare is, is, going through the Rise of the Resistance ride. So now the ride becomes Ray's nightmare. <laughs> and then they can add a bunch of surreal projections on the walls. Like, just like concert lighting throughout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a wild ride at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray's scary it's journey. Ray, it's Ray's hell. Yeah. Ray's yeah. nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Any more thoughts, Nick, on... Uh, the, the parks panel or just Disney parks in general. I know you're just such a fountain of knowledge. I, I, I talk about all the time. The first time I went on Indiana Jones adventure in my entire life last year, and I got the most amazing curated experience of the queue with you, with you pointing out, and this map originally was the original map. And then they figured out that it wasn't supposed to. And hey, Oh, Jason pushed that thing. It was just the most amazing thing. So I know that is cool. Yeah, it was the one. It was such a highlight and such a great way to experience that ride for the first time. So I think I said it last year, but I'll say it again. Thank you. Oh, but, that was and, my honor. I, I'm so glad it worked. The timing worked out that I was able to be there for your very first ride. That was that was oh, great. Yeah, and now, now the ride's back open. You got to come back out. I've watched it on YouTube. Well, that's a good question. I've watched it on YouTube, and I I saw some comments you made about the the ride on the something. What what's your feelings on this uh, re revamped? Indiana Jones adventure. I'm glad that they went through and cleaned it up. I'm glad that it's, you know, um, it's still a very unwieldy ride in the sense that I'll just tell you the first time I rode the refurbished version, the the boulder wasn't working. (laughs) And and, and that is, it's not even their fault. I mean, it's not their fault, meaning the people who work there now, it's kind of a fundamental design flaw of how the ride vehicles pulse through that ride where like every third vehicle kind of has some odd, there's a chance that the boulder won't be working when they get to it. Oh, was that, did I see a Ronto wrap question pop up? Yes. There? Yeah. Let's take a sidetrack. What's the, what's the power rankings of Ronto wraps? Well, I'll say of currently available Ronto wraps, the breakfast Ronto wrap in California is still my favorite. Got the it. breakfast Ronto wrap in Florida uses a folded egg, which I'm like, eh, mm. there's actual like scrambled eggs in the one in California. 
um, the, the the OG that you can get everywhere. To me, that's right below it. The Rontoless Garden Wrap, pretty awesome. Like like because it has a different every every version of the Ronto Wrap has a different sauce in it, which I think is very clever. Yeah. Uh, sadly, my number one Ronto Wrap is the one that is no longer available in Florida. For a very short time, there was a chicken Ronto Wrap with diced cucumbers, and yet again, a completely different sauce. That was the number one with a bullet. My favorite Ronto Wrap they ever made. And it just, I don't think it's ever coming back. So, and it never showed up in California. It's fascinating. We should Gold belly Ronto ramps. I think about them every day. So, okay. The, the Indiana Jones adventure ride. So they yeah. added some spooky projections. They added like this little gateway that you can't go down and the wall crumbles, right? This is just what I've seen on YouTube. Yeah. They, that's, that's the only new effect basically to replace the one that never worked, which was the Guinea pigs or rats or whatever jumping on the, you know, the, the smoke screen projection that was supposed to be a branch with rats jumping off of it. The, the smoke never reset in time. So that effect literally never worked. So now there's like some uh, kind of opening the arc lightning, uh, that goes across the wall and then it hits like a fake it's a projection effect. So there's no, there's no like physical doorway, but they've made like a doorway thing. I will say it, it they, it's at the point where they might've well, might as well just left it a dark hallway because the animation's not great. It's not mm. necessarily mm. cohesive with the rest of the attraction, but I am delighted that, that the, the rest of the attraction is all cleaned up. And uh, it seems to be certain things that were prone to breaking might be, less prone to breaking now that's that's kind of the hopes and certain so show scenes where it's just like man they just turned off all the lights on the indie animatronic at the end at a certain point before now he looks good he's he's moving well again they've lit his face they kind of i don't know what kind of touch-ups they've done but yeah yeah fascinating well, it's I, it's still a fun attraction and it's got it's still to me one of the greatest cue lines that's ever been done for an attraction Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Silver, what were your thoughts on the Indiana Jones adventure? Um, I actually went, when did I go last time? I haven't gone to the, the new one. I'm actually going to be going in a few months. Um, but I did go last August and honestly it's since I was a kid, this was like a family tradition. When we go to, when we go to Disneyland, we hit left and we go to the Indiana Jones ride first before we jump on pirates um so it's 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 just a it's probably like it's definitely like one of my favorite rides of all time um so i'm actually really curious to see um the the little upgrades i did i did go on youtube um you know to kind of see but i don't go there frequently because i am in northern california so it's like i you know i can just pop in as much but um so it's really hard for me to kind of notice like the differences but um so it's going to be, so I'm kind of interested to see. I can't wait to go in a few months for sure, but it's a classic. It's, it's great. Like I, that queue line, I I'm never bored in that line. So yeah. Yeah, I only I, wish they let you spend more time in it because mm -hmm. the way they kind of pulse it now, it almost feels like a, a holdover of the COVID era where you do most of your waiting outdoors and then they make you kind of run through the indoor part. And it's like, come on, man, let us appreciate, you know, all the great fun gags that they've installed in there. But yeah, that's, it's still it's amazing. And the ride is through there though. Cause I think yeah. at last celebration, cause it was empty. We ran through it a few times. And it, like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's own excitement of running through that. Yeah. The running you had yeah. stuff to do. You had yeah. stuff to do. Absolutely. And you know, that I don't think it's going to change anytime soon because they actually did shorten the solo video 
assuming you're going to be running through it, you know, wow. <laughs> so, oh, so wow. it's, it's the, the loop in there. Like, even if you're caught there for like a couple of minutes, you're going to see it like 15 times. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan made a good point. I was going to say Jason does that anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. John, because Jonathan was there uh, on the Friday night when we had the park to ourselves for the, the celebration night last year. Hmm. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts, the panel, the parks, anything, Nick, anything you got? Celebration in general this year? Yeah. Celebration yeah. in general. What were your thoughts on celebration? Me, yeah. Looking, looking back on the live streams, if I think of my favorite moment that brought me the most visceral joy of watching all the celebration live streams, it was when Dennis Lawson called J.J. Abrams J.J. Abrahams. Uh, I, 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 I think, I think I almost passed out. I had to... That is honestly like that's that's. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad none of us are alone in that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, honestly, I'm just glad they're still doing a live stream, and and I feel so like it's a marathon. Those live streams are so long. Uh, I feel so bad for like for Anthony. He's 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 putting it in there, but man, it, this must be taking a toll on them. But yeah, those three are working hard. Yeah. Doing the live yeah. stream. And then if they're not on the live stream, they're running around interviewing all the people selling watches and nonsense. It's like they are the hardest working people there. Yeah, or well, yeah, and our boy Jamie Stangram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it seems like they have Jamie on the duty of like interviewing the 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 booths, right? And I'm like, I'm just sitting here being like, these people don't know that they're talking to the creator of one of the finest Star Wars documentaries, The Empire Strikes Door, which to me is still far and away one of the great fan documentaries out there. And 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 these people at the booths, they don't know this. He's just Jamie. He's just the guy with the microphone. <laughs> you know, today, Kristen Baver was talking to like the 501st and the uh, the the Mandalorian Mercs, and you could tell she was tired. You know, when someone is just like, yeah, so what are you, what are you doing? Huh? Okay, right. You know, and she's working her butt off. Bless mm -hmm. her. Sweetheart. Yeah. Mad respect. Wonderful. Mad respect. It's huge yeah. effort. Yeah. Long, long days. For sure. Yeah, because we're tired and we're just sitting on the couch. I know. We're just sitting, <laughs> we're just sitting at home. We're exhausted. Yeah. We've barely gone outside for the last three days. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh we have a bit of news in the comments do we want to talk about a bit of new news oh there's news yes entertainment weekly article i saw it right before i logged in to talk to you guys um i didn't necessarily interpret the news exactly this way because i think the question was posed to her in a very particular way um but she did say the you know the crawls are for the movies and so I think I think it meant that she wouldn't be opposed to the movies having crawls. I don't know necessarily. It didn't read to me like it was a mandate, like your movie has to have a crawl. Um, not that I would be opposed to that. If they wanted to say this is how we're going to differentiate the films, uh, absolutely, why not? But it seems like they they've already kind of got that where Solo had its own version of a crawl, 
with the with the little prologue thing and rogue one just didn't care just jumped right into it that yeah. i would think they would keep that up like because we were talking about that though if if when the ray movie comes out is it going to say episode 10 or is it just mm. going to be a crawl that just has the name of the movie on it and and leave the leave the numbers behind yeah my kind of expectation on that is I I would be shocked if the Ray movie was called episode 10, because to me that almost commits to another trilogy. And I don't think they're interested in doing that right now. Mm -hmm. I think they need a movie to hit and they need a movie to hit bad. And even though they did not say the order these movies are happening in all of the kind of rumblings around these productions seem like, even though people are expecting the Ray movie to be the third one, I think the Ray movie might be the first one. I think so too. Yeah. If I had to predict, I would say Ray movie, Filoni movie, Mangold movie, right? Mm-hmm. In that, yeah, I think I think the Filoni movie will probably be dependent on where Mando's at, at where the, the time. show, where all the shows, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 right, yeah, because it's uh, they're in a weird spot where are they? If they say the movie is like the culmination, then they have to be willing to stop making the shows potentially, <laughs> or 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 maybe not. But it does seem like they would want to get a few more seasons in before they, you know bring everybody together for a big movie. So yeah, I think that, yeah, definitely right. the Ray one. And we know the 25,000 years in the past has not even been written yet. So that's probably a ways out. Right. And the idea that they were willing to say, cause again, we didn't get too much information, but the fact that they were willing to say something as specific as it's 15 years later yeah. makes me think, even though they've hired the new writer, the bones of it might not be unlike what Lindelof wrote with his protege. Um, and so potentially it's like, look, maybe they weren't as interested in getting across the finish line, which is a different job, you know, being a writer on a movie that's where the wheels are moving. And it's like, you're basically helping the director do the director's pass, um, you know, to have that kind of structural foundation first, you know, we'll see. And ultimately we'll know a certain degree when the credits of the movie come out, you know, <laughs> well, we'll be able to see who has an ampersand and who has an AND because those are very revealing uh, differences. <laughs> uh, Nick, um, any other um, besides yeah, What were like some of like the projects that were announced? Cause a lot of news um, during the celebration, like any like this, like shows that you're just really looking forward to. I mean, I loved the first set of the Tales of the Jedi shorts. So obviously that, I mean, my when you guys were speculating on it before, my whole thing was theme it to Jedi teachers, have it be Keller and Beck and Tara Sanube. Oh, you know, because nice. I, yeah. right. I would dig some old man Tara Sanube shorts any day of the week. So yeah, yeah that's, sure. that, that's one where, you know, it, it seems like there's such a freedom of what type of stories you can do when they're short. And they're treating it almost like the Pixar Spark Shorts program, where it's like, let's get people who are young animators, let's move them up. This is one way to move people up the ladder. And that is what this industry has been sorely missing for so long, because usually you're just throwing young filmmakers fire. It's like, give them, give them, build some rungs on the ladder for them to climb up, you know? And this is just a great way to do that. Well, you bring up a good point too, that it does seem like thematically, the idea of the first one was the show is kind of masters and apprentices and teachers too, that it would yeah. make sense to keep that with mm-hmm. the Jedi stuff. Cause I think we kind of talked about that early on when they came out too, of this, that theme of more stories between, you know, masters and apprentices. And then behind the scenes, yeah. it's the same sort of thing of doing this to, to be teaching and sharing knowledge too. So it all kind of goes together. 
Absolutely. And it, to me, it's just there. I have always, and that's why that, that group of shorts spoke to me so much. I've always in my mind compared Ahsoka and Count Dooku because they both left, you know, there, there's not many who left. Mm -hmm. And so there was always a, yeah, Joe Costa news story. We, Oh, you know it like if, Hey, Hey man, if they just wanted to do a whole bunch more Dooku shorts, but it's just a it, do, the other ones, the rotating slot. It's always Dooku and then someone else. I would be perfectly fine. Yeah, Jacosta knew would be cool. I just want her like shushing all the kids, like everybody in the in and the oh library. man, the stuff yeah. they did with her, <laughs> where she was being, she made herself a Kyber rifle to to, oh, to, to try and survive. The yes. <laughs> Give us more. There's Jocasta. some. There's some meat on that bone still for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Were you able to see any of the, uh, I know a lot of the trailers they released weren't officially released, but well, we've been watching a lot of them in various <laughs> ways. Uh, I, I, yeah, I only, ha I have not been able to find the skeleton crew one. Um, I, I, and the version of the acolyte that's floating around is not the whole trailer. It's just like, no, the, it's yeah. like the beginning. Yeah, um, I think that's the only one that's been out there is like two thirds of it kind of, thing. but no, I mean, I, I just, I have a huge writer crush on Leslie uh, Headland, Uh, and I feel like the, the type of star Wars story she is saying, she seems very much of my ilk as a star Wars fan. And, and obviously she came up kind of around the same time I did loving star Wars and, and I, I'm sure her and I were writing fanfic around the same time. <laughs> and uh, the, I feel like the type of shows she's making would be very uh, harmonious with, if you just gave me carte blanche to make any type of Star Wars show I would make, I think it would look a lot like The Acolyte, even though I, I wouldn't personally necessarily have any interest in telling it from the bad guy's point of view. But the ethos of the connective tissue between... Mm the prequel era and the publishing era and just that kind of, you know, what led to the Jedi. She seems to think about Phantom Menace on the level y'all think about Phantom Menace. And I, yeah. I count myself among them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When she was talking about Phantom Menace yesterday. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it was music to our ears. Yeah. yeah we were just yeah. like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Every word she said. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no. And, and the only thing I'll say, not having seen any of the footage from skeleton crew, someone did post a screenshot of the, uh, the young Max Rebo species child. And between Book of Boba and this, we should all pour one out for Pablo who lost the war on the number of limbs <laughs> these things have. <laughs> you know, like like clearly the Kenner model won. And yeah, we just yeah. all have to accept that now. Well, and, and, you know, Spina getting the, the final word from Tippett on it too. Like, they're, you know, they're flippers, not ears. And it doesn't matter. He's He's got arms and legs. That's just the way it is. This debate happens in every fandom. There was a version of this a couple years ago in the Star Trek community as to whether the Delta Shield was an Enterprise logo or a Starfleet logo. And as evidence, they pulled up some memo, an inter-office memo from the original series production department that claimed this, that, or the other. And it caused a civil war. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is what is on the screen, right? Mm -hmm. An interoffice memo. We it's fun as a kind of you know we we as fans can look at it as isn't this a fascinating piece of history? And you know those are Max Rebo's flippers is a fascinating piece of production history. Not necessarily what made it on the screen, especially when you look at how they sculpted that guy in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Those are arms, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> action figure that's been out for 40 years at this point. Like that's, right. that's. And I come from the folklore side. Yeah. Yeah. To me, the Kenner is part of the folklore of this storytelling. And 
I will always buy into that part of it, which is if you can incorporate the fan canon in a way that is, you know, progressive and, and constructive, let's do it. You know, absolutely. My take is, now, this is an interesting comment. The, the one you just popped up about the acolyte being the most serious move uh, in live action to take the world of Phantom Menace as the starting point for a story, building out the story of what a society is like. I feel the same way in terms of there are so many new types of societies established in Phantom Menace where you feel like they can splinter out and mm -hmm. the storytelling potentials, not just the Jedi and the Sith dichotomy, like the type of culture Naboo has is still really unique in Star Wars. And the way they've kind of been exploring it in other media, I think could potentially also have some juice for live action or animated storytelling as well. So yeah, the, the, there, there is such a unique density of totally new ideas in Phantom Menace that, yeah, I mean, even though they had literally 100,000 publishing projects when that movie came out, I still feel like there's, it's an untying for sure. Hey, the accolade, uh, Nathan saying accolade feels to me the most, uh, the most on-screen thing, most like new canon publishing. Sure. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't overestimate that particularly because even though it obviously has, I mean, clearly they've announced a, a High Republic character will be in it. I also get this sense just from that small snippet we've seen. Yes, it will be copacetic with the publishing. I think it's going to have its own tone completely. Yeah. Uh, aesthetic, its own aesthetic and cinematic tone. I think it's going to, I think it's going to have a very original voice in Star Wars. Um, and that's, that's always what I'm looking for. Yeah, many cultures and institutions, in a way, well, Star Wars tends to think there's only one culture, Star Wars culture, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, Star Wars can be, at times it can feel too vast, but mm -hmm. that's not necessarily, you know, as long as there is still this beating heart behind it that feels like the same kind of, like, why did George get up in the morning back in 76? You know, like, like it, it, as long as that heart is still maintained. And and I'm all for projects that push the limits of that. Because if this thing is going to live on as long as we know it is, and I've personally accepted I will die before I've seen, there's no completest blood in my body. I'm not going to live to see every Star Wars project, and that's just fine with me. But, you know, I, I do tend to harmonize with the types of Star Wars projects that feel like they're 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 vibrating on that same frequency uh, as as what George was kind of like, what what was he kicking off against back then? Like, why why was Star Wars so refreshing at that time? What did it represent to the culture? And obviously, culture has many cycles, but you know, and we're and we as people are going to need different things at different times. I just hope the buffet stays long enough that we can all still, you know, me and even the Star Wars fans that yell at me all the time. I want us <laughs> both to eat well. We should both eat well at this buffet. <laughs> yeah. Back to Max Rebo. <laughs> I, I think uh, perhaps on the planet, two things. Either perhaps on the planet, there's there's one part of the species that ha walk on their hands or mm. use their feet to play the instrument, and then there's <laughs> another species part. Like they, the top half looks the same, or the head looks the same, but they have two arms, two legs. Divergent okay. evolution, absolutely. Or, or Why yeah, Max, Max Rebo in Return of the Jedi was young, and as what are they, Otulians? Otulians? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Okay, Max Rebo. Max Rebo's. Max Rebo's. Because like the kid in Skeleton Crew is young, he's a yeah. kid, and he walks on two two feet, two legs. Perhaps when he gets older, <laughs> maybe their bodies change. 
He goes through it. He goes through a change. We all, all We've Max all, Rebos go through it. Yeah, it's all, part. Of, yeah, we all change as we grow older. <laughs> we don't know about the Max Rebo species. What happens? And maybe it's one. You know, you know, you get cut off, but all the vital organs are still up there. And and maybe Darth Maul is actually a Max Rebo. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, if I was giving that impassioned monologue to George Lucas, he would absolutely insist that we talk about something like Max Rebo instead. Yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> a two-limbed Otulian in the High Republic. Bill, is this a old or young two-limbed <laughs> <laughs> age range? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think we've, have we covered it all here? I I think, I think, uh, we've got, yeah, I think we, yeah. Yeah. So what, what are your plans? What are your plans tomorrow? Nick? are you going to be watching any of, cause we got the bad batch in the morning and some other stuff. We got visions, some, some exciting stuff with animation. Yeah, maybe, coming. maybe we'll get some trailers tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe. I only Ooh. have one. I only have one hope for tomorrow. Detours. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What, Nick, let's talk about that because what was up with that? They came out a couple weeks ago or so. It was a photo that said coming to Disney Plus, right, in 2023. That part I don't know about. That part I think might, I don't know where, I don't don't know where that came from. But a new poster, or at least a poster we've never seen before for Star Wars Detours appeared on IMDb at the end of last month. And they, there's no other information about who made it. It looks modern. It does not look like. The oh my god, yes, this comment Please. a droid story news. I mean yes, Bill. come on. I that's that's you know, I was I was kind of hoping <laughs> I don't remember which panel it was. Oh, it was it the Return of the Jedi anniversary panel where where uh Warwick was ribbing with Anthony Daniels a little bit? You know, yeah, and, they do. As they do. I wanted someone just to pipe in and say, both of you chill chill out. You both have canceled Disney Plus series. (laughs) Stop bickering. You're both in the same boat. But Droid Story was hands down my most anticipated of that batch when that batch of projects came out. Um, I I also wonder if that might have come under the axe of the kind of shift in the perception about Mando stuff, because I almost got the feeling there might have been a Grogu aspect to that thing. Um, because yeah, they, they were saying that, that, that the droids were going to help bring up a new hero. Yeah. Um, and so I think maybe when the thinking changed about Mando, maybe the thinking changed about that. I'd love to be wrong. And they're just like, never mind. May the fourth droid story coming out, you know? Yeah. I still wonder how much of this too is like ranges of the new Republic, all the new Republic stuff getting moved from its own show into mixing with Mando because you could have R2 and 3PO. What are they doing in the New Republic or what's 3PO doing in the New Republic and tying some of that stuff in as well? Absolutely. And just I want more ILM animation because I'm a huge Rango fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they never did another feature, right? So the, they had the Frankenstein that got canceled, right? <laughs> I dream of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I think when but I think yeah. about when I think about Droid Story and what happened to it. That's I'm just like, well, I you know right kind of around when Droid Story was introduced, we had COVID and 
so much of ILM started working from home. And I feel like just people have just slowly begun well, kind of working back in buildings. So many people are still working at home. I wonder if the workload changed and Mandalorian took priority, the new shows took priority, and or Book of Boba, right. whatever, all took priority. And it was kind right. of like Droid Story. We can finish that anytime. Yeah. You know? Right. And ILM is... is they're probably as busy or busier than they've ever been for a long time with just all the stuff going on between all the shows in production at the same time. And if they're still trying to do movies and other things for other companies, like. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it, it would be a perfect timing for, to give them a break and just release, release George Lucas's final animation project that has 39 finished episodes. Right. That would be, that would be a much easier thing to do is to just take them <laughs> off the shelf and and it was funny. It was like I th- it was during the Clone Wars panel when Amy. I love Amy. She's awesome. But she said this was George Lucas. Clone Wars was George Lucas's last Star Wars project. And I'm like, how much did they pay you to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somewhere, somewhere Beth Bean was crying. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this poster that dropped for detours it's possible that it's old and it just kind of surfaced Mm. randomly no idea why it would but man brandon and i were talking about it it looks like titmouse art or in that style in that kind of Mm -hmm. minimalist style and none of the other key art we got when detours was announced looked anything like that It, it, it was just screenshots with kind of the logo overlay none of them had that kind of 2d illustrated style that this one has it just feels like the type of thing that would be generated for a Disney plus drop at some point. So I think the best way to release it is quietly. Don't draw any attention to it and let the people who want to find it, find it. And if you're worried about how it affects the brand, just don't, don't blast it out. You know? Well, that was almost with uh, when the Ewok films showed up, Mm. there wasn't a lot of fanfare about them. There still isn't a lot Mm. of fanfare about them. They exist. They're out there. And the transfers are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what we, I know we've talked about that many times with the holiday special that we keep getting these teases of this high quality holiday (laughs) special that seems to exist. Like, what was it in Book of Boba Fett when they showed that footage? And I think we were messaging back and forth. We were like, what the heck is this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's slightly better than the broadcast master that we we found a couple of years. The fan community kind of has access to now. Um, it's definitely like one generation better. So it feels like they have like a pre the, the version before they sent it out to the Chicago broadcast, you know, like where they sent them out to everyone. There's there's one generation before that. And it seems like they have that. It's never going to be HD. It's yeah. locked into SD forever. But um <laughs> It's fine. Except for the animated sequence, which they they have not, they have yet to scan. They have the film, but they've yet to scan it. So I'm hoping, I'm hope they just need to do like a Kickstarter, or thing, and just let the fans pay for that thing to be scanned in 4K because the uh, <laughs> the animation was finished on film. So we can we can get an HD version of the the Boba Fett short for sure. Oh man. Speaking of which, I see it on my screen. That's my Dromboid transmitter right there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Look at on the that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. We all have our hopes for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all, the very few have. have, have. And, and it's fine. Others, it's one, but yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like if it never happens, it, it'll, it'll be fine. I understand why they wouldn't want to. Me is kind of a immersive designer puzzle guy i think they should lock it behind a puzzle like on the old dvd menus you know oh yeah that'd be cool (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, you have to really want it to get to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, and then yeah, one last thing. Did the last week's episode now of the Mandalorian? I know you were a big fan. Yeah. I, we were talking in our episode for it that there were some serious holiday special vibes in it. Were you picking up on holiday special vibes? I need to go watch it again. I mean, certainly tonally, it would you you could call certain aspects of it a segment of the holiday. Like if you cut to the croquet game. You know, like yeah. you could absolutely <laughs> like you could absolutely imagine that. But it was just it was honestly it was an assault on every sense in in the best way. You know, like, like it wasn't even, it wasn't even the holiday special buttons that were being pressed. And I was still I was being delighted on a level. It was just I really I it was one thing after another, you know, it, and 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 honestly, I had to pause the episode when. When Chris Lloyd said Count Dooku was a visionary, I was like, okay, folks. Yeah. I need to breathe, need to breathe into a paper bag for a few yep. minutes here because yeah, this this is this is this is too much. Like this is sincere. My wife looked at me, she's like, I think, I think John Favreau might be spying on you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a certain type of fan. Yeah, we yeah. were saying the same thing that when we made eye contact with him at the Mandalorian experience last year, we feel like we might have transferred some energy yeah. into that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Might have mind or, or he bugged us and has been listening in. Because <laughs> there's, there's the watching of the episode, and then there's the you yeah, reflecting, thinking about it, and then there's when I imagine, I actually imagine Favreau sitting down and writing it. And I just imagine him giggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah Countess, the name drop wasn't on the bingo yeah. card. Yeah, it's these things where I didn't even dare dream them. It yeah. Keller and Beck, Keller and Beck was the big one for me, where it's like I couldn't even dream that that would be possible. And I was so happy when it happened. I now truly feel like anything's on the table. Like we were talking about the other day, the Marfa lump. It's going to show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. There's no way it doesn't. It's it yeah, would be no. weirder if it doesn't show up at this point. Exactly. It would be weirder. It would it would truly be bizarre if the, <laughs> if the Pepsi alien doesn't show up on yeah. Oh my gosh, what a dream. Well, and then like shortly after when we were talking about Marfa Lump, what this somebody said Marfa Lump is at Lucasfilm and they found the old Rebels Recon video yeah. of Marfa Lump still at Lucasfilm. Just Did you hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? It's it's Rebels Recon. I, I didn't two. know there was a physical model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they posted a uh, yeah no, a picture of them. Was it with Pablo? Was it with was case. it with Pablo Hidalgo in the uh, in the picture was, or in the video? It right. Andy, it was Pablo and Andy. Yeah, and yeah, he's just chilling in the back. It's like oh, he exists. <laughs> Let's can we pull pull Jonathan's comment up? Mar Marfalump is the one who who broke Gideon out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah 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 yeah. It was in the Pepsi promo <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, ship yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a <laughs> yeah. season, any anything can be a Mandalorian, so why can't Marfalump? Yeah, uh, yeah. He knows yeah. all about then, hands of metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they ship, cut to the, the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they cut to the cockpit, and it's being piloted by Pizza Hut girl. <laughs> Yeah, look at this. Yes, it's wild. This is Rebels Recon. Yeah. And in there the background, is. you can clearly see yeah. yeah. Marvel Up in the flesh. Man, I miss yeah. those recap shows. Those recap yeah. shows were great. Well, it was a different time. 
Yeah, it was a different yeah. time. It was a different but time. At this point, I don't know if we're going to be able to top Marfalump talk. So maybe, yeah, I think maybe that, it's yeah. time to wind down. <laughs> that's an, and I think, no, and I think actually, can possibly. <laughs> I, th- I think I think that leads in nicely to uh, to a, a commercial we can queue up before before we get into our wrap up here. But Nick, thank you so much for joining us. This is so Nick. honored to be here. This was Good so talking fun, to you yeah. all. So much fun and. Let's after tomorrow. Let's all sleep good. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the, the good West Coast folks. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so, so much, right. guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Nick. Bye. <laughs> a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Everyone, we've got to save the queen. Mister Jar Jar Binks, come for comic relief. Emergency landing on Tatooine. No. Love you, Padme. Oh no, Darth Maul! My brains are spilling out! Oh joy, wind. This is the weirdest date I've ever been on. I'm out of here. Go, you must. Farewell. Goodbye. Star Wars Episode 1 cans collect all 24 this summer. Woohoo! <laughs> Alright. We're back. We're back. We're back. How's everyone doing? We're hanging in there. What a day. What a day three. Yeah. Like I said, honestly, it feels like the villains of the sequel trilogy was a week ago and it was this morning. (laughs) But it's, it's like we say every day, we're, we're living the celebration lifestyle at home. We're sleep deprived. As best we can. Yeah. 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 Sleep, not, de- sleep deprived, eating weird stuff. Yeah, eating, yeah, eating yeah. weird stuff. Not, yeah. not having a good meal, a full meal. Just yes, falling asleep randomly throughout the day. All, all of the things that happen. Yes. So, so what, what do we have tomorrow? We have. Let's, let's pull. So the big one. I want to give a shout out before we start going through the big stuff. Tomorrow is our friend Kara DJ's panel. Over yes. on the fan the stage. University stage. Yes. University. Yes. Fan speculation throughout the years. That's going to be so cool. Everybody, if you are in the UK, you've got to go. What Do we know what, what time it is over yeah. there? I'm pull it up right now. Let's see. Let's see. I got it. I got it. I got it. Tomorrow, it's going to be at 1230. Um, yeah, it's going to be a yeah, Star Wars fan speculation on the university stage at 1230. Yeah, Kara DJ telling us 1230. So if you're in the UK, you have got to go to this panel. It's going to be Kara, our friend Michelle. Kara, who else is on the panel besides you and Michelle? Right? There's somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Kara, Kara will let us know. Fill us in. Only cool kids will be able to attend this one. So everyone show up to the panel. Anyone can attend. And if you attend, you become a cool kid. Yes, exactly. That's true. That is the absolute truth. So what else have we got going on tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Visions? Yeah, Robin. Oh, my God. How could we forget Robin? Robin Arnold, big Blast Wings fan. Shout out to Robin Arnold. It's going to be uh, maybe the second best panel that ever happened at Celebration, besides 
the creatures of Return of the Jedi awesome. last year, which was well, the place to be. It's the place to be tomorrow. It, that, that's the place to be tomorrow. It, it, you know, actually, I think it's going to be the best panel to ever happen at any Star Wars celebration ever. So, but the uh, the big one, the big one Monday morning is right the Bad, Bad Batch. Batch, the Bad Batch. That is the big celebration stage. <laughs> Look, your dogs are freaking out. They're ready for the They're Bad ready Batch. For Bad Batch. <laughs> They're ready for the Bad Batch. <laughs> They're still not over uh, a certain uh, Bad Batch member. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who who are your dog's favorite uh, Bad Batch member? They're, they're all tech fans. Yeah. Um, they're they're mad. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, they're acting like Wrecker right now, so they're ready to smash through this window because there's a squirrel uh, tormenting them right now. <laughs> Hopefully, let's hope the Bad Batch panel is streamed. It was streamed last year um, in Anaheim. Let's hope um, it's streamed to all of us at home because I know we're all really looking forward to that. I think a season three announcement is imminent, right? You would, yeah. you would hope so. You would hope so. So, <laughs> yeah. And I still have the theory that because Bad Batch season two was delayed for so long that three could be coming quicker than we think. Maybe. 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 If they can find time to a place to, to put it out. That's that was the hard time last time. There's too much stuff. There's too much stuff. There's uh, over on the collecting stage. There's uh, collecting Star Wars stamps. Ooh, I know that should be pretty fun. Uh, looks like Mike Quinn is going to be on the live stage. <laughs> Little nine numb action going on. Uh, yep, there's Kara DJ going on. Um, let's see, Vision season two is also going on, which again. Vision season two comes out in a matter of weeks. Yes. May on May 4th. That's insane. So you would think there's a trailer tomorrow. So you you would think you will see. You would think. Yeah. 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 David making a very good point. Looks like it it should stream given the start time of the day. So. Ooh, early. Another an early day for me. Yeah. Yeah. Go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matthew Wood is going to be on the live stage. The crowd is going to go insane. He was there today. He was there, but yeah, he was with a group of people. But Matthew Wood, oh, that's true. Alone, solo, alone. Matt Wood, yeah, yeah. Um, the Pinewood talks, uh, breathing life into creatures and droids. That's going to be going on tomorrow. Doug Chang designing Obi Wan Kenobi and the Mandalorian on the Galaxy. Oh. That is that's yeah. really good. Um, let's see what else we got. And then we got the closing ceremony. So tomorrow is kind of a little bit more laid back day. Yeah. And we may potentially find out where the next celebration is going to be tomorrow in 2025. There are plenty of rumors out there. Some seem more believable than others. We'll We'll find out tomorrow. It's either going to be a great day for everybody or a confusing day for everyone where life decisions will have to be made. It will be a great day for somebody and a not great day for someone else, depending on where they live. Yeah. Yeah. It is every time. Yeah. 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 But the most important thing is, yeah, go to Kara DJ's panel tomorrow. We need to get our friend Luca to head into Kara's yeah, screen. Yeah, Luca there. Luca, Luca, needs, Luca. Luca. Can on Luca's YouTube, is there a way to contact him from the YouTube? I kind of, I'm gonna find out because I want to like Luca. There's a couple panels. Uh your 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 diehard fans are 
wishing you can attend. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, we will send him a prize package from Nerd Matters if he can go to Kara's panel and stream it. <laughs> and then well, while, while Luca's there, please, uh, you know, cheer our friends on by screaming, Mandalorian! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... You can probably get Nerd Matters to go to the panel and talk to Luca. <laughs> you won't even have to wait for us to share some. Nerd Matters yeah. is there. Nerd Matters is there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sure, he loves Luca as much as everybody. So, well, cool. anything else you want to add, Silver, before we uh, sign off on day three? Uh, no, but you know what? We did have a cosplay contest that oh, yeah. um, I think let's check out any. Let's see. Let's see. I'm looking at the hashtag. What do we got? What do we got on there? We're I, asking. Hope, I think everyone did the hashtag. Correct. Okay. I see our friend Maria. Oh, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's see. Just day. Let's, let's do day, it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show I'm gonna show it on my because we're super tech here. There yeah. we go. We are she's sporting Padme, everybody All from right, yeah. Render yeah, the Sith. Yeah, yeah. you can um, never go wrong with Padme. Yeah, it's day three of Star Wars Celebration at home. Um, in order of blast points of Star Wars thrifting. Yeah, attack um Attack of the Clones Padme. When we love Attack of the Clones, so already a favorite. Let's see. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> Maria, you won. Yeah. Did anybody else enter? <laughs> oh, so there's, there's Instagram too. Let's check. Did you check? Oh, you guys. Did you guys get Instagram? Okay. Let's take a look. Let's let's find out. But you know what? You guys, we probably got tagged and stuff. Let's see. I, th I think Maria is already a winner, though. Yeah, I think Maria, you're a winner. We're very technical here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maria. Okay, yeah, we got one more from Ash and his Poe cosplay. And we got. Yay, Ash. Oh, that's super cool. Awesome. But you know what? Maria and Ash are both winners yeah. of some Nerd Matters prize packages. Yes, we have some prize packages. Um, we also have some cool themed, um, let's see. All right, so for Ash, you got this super cool from Disney Parks. Which be heading your way. Don't worry, it's packaged. I bought one for me, then I have one to give away. So that's on your way. Um, Maria, you have a droid. The prize for that is a droid from Galaxy's Edge, which I will send you a picture when I get to my garage. <laughs> but yay. And plus Nerd Matter swag too. You guys, we have get we have giveaway gifts. Can't we? This is yes, so. I'll be heading. Um, Ash, I have your address. Maria, um, I'll get in contact with you. Yeah, and don't forget the amazing Ben Quadraneros Nerd Matters swags. So straight from London. So 
the reason for the season. Yeah. Yes. Ben Quadraneros. <laughs> so, anything this else? Was, anything this else? Was fun. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. We got one more. One more. Can you believe it? Yeah. That's insane. One more day. One more day. The time might be different, right? We might we might even hop in a little bit earlier tomorrow. Yeah, folks, stay tuned to our social media because we might be popping on a little earlier because celebration might be ending earlier. Gabe's got to get back to Illinois tomorrow, so and we're and we're exhausted. Yeah. We're all exhausted. Yeah. I have to get I, home before I collapse. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I think I should like get adjusted to like my normal time schedule before I have to go to work on Tuesday. <laughs> Um, but that's just how celebration is. You know, we're in our own little bubble and then we have to like go and get culture shock when we go outside and be like, oh, wait, normal. Yay, Ash! Ash also sent a, um, Ash also sent a, um, a lightsaber, um, uh, contest, uh, was part of the lightsaber contest yesterday too, which was super cool. Look at this. Maria and Noel, Maria and Noel and Ash now best friends. Yes, I love it. Okay, guys, I'll be getting in contact with both of you guys. Um, also, I have one more. Let's do one more giveaway for tomorrow, and we'll. Just, I have some more homework for you guys. It's an art contest tomorrow. Everybody in the chat, give us a drawing, an art of your favorite Star Wars celebration moment, or anything that you're looking forward to in Star Wars that was announced. Draw, paint, whatever. And go ahead and send that, tag us, or send it, actually send it to me um, in my uh, DM, and I'll keep track of that. And actually, our friend Roberto, he's a, um, a artist. He's going to donate some prints um, for for the winner. So let's, um, I don't know if you guys know Roberto. He's um, has some really cool art. Roberto Venegas has really cool, uh, does really cool super art. And he contacted me and said that he wants to donate um some art prints um, for this art contest. So let's, um, yeah. So give us, give us your guys' best, uh, best artwork. Let's, uh, let's celebrate some um, artists that we have in the, in the chat. Seems like I said, stay tuned to social media when we say uh, what time we're going to be going on tomorrow. And yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think we'll have one more commercial to, to see yeah. us out. You guys know yeah. these commercials are the best. So, so yeah. <laughs> We will see uh, everybody tomorrow. Everybody tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you. Bye, guys. Charles Bronson, Death Wish 3. First, they took the streets. Then, they took it all. But their next target may be their last victim. Charles Bronson, where there is no justice. There can only be vengeance. Charles Bronson, Death Wish 3. Now playing. Consult your listings.